The following program is an MLWRadio.com production. Hey, buddies. Hey, buddies. Tis I, Marty. Tis I, Sarah. And this is a almost Christmas edition of Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. You know, in Charlie Brown, they, they do the singing and then they make a big display out of the breathing in. Yes. What did you... Oh, you're big on after somebody does a real big performance. They're like... <sighs> That's what I wanted the trees to do yeah. at Zoo Lights after they put on the light show, where it'd be do like. Do you have <laughs> one musical performance in particular that makes you like that? It to you is like the quintessential. Like they're done, they're breathing heavy. Um, I know mine. It, the one that popped into my head was Hard Knock Life from Annie. Oh really? Yeah. Mine was when Usher. Usher was on one of those like, like award shows, and it was kind of like his big coming out party. Mm-hmm. And he just like crushed it, and we was done. He was like, <sighs> "Oh, you're talking about like live performances yeah. that you've seen." I mean, I remember, I remember that when we performed Hard Knock Life, it was kind of like yeah. that, but it wasn't as glitz and glam as Usher. Oh my god, this was the night that did you ask me when the last time I I pooped the bed or pooped myself? I recently asked you as a joke. And I said the John's last bed. Time you shit yourself. It was in my friend John's bed. Yeah, he was such a nice guy. I was. Uh, kind of homeless at the time living with that his oh, family God. and um i was like so sick and he had to go to work and i was just like in his bed had you been partying no you were just that just, sick and and i remember uh why oh was usher was on saturday night live <laughs> and he just crushed it i do that uh, uh, yeah uh, eh, mm-hmm. oh, eh. give me the rhythm and it'll be off if they close yes and i remember just being like oh i can toot here and then Oh Girl. no! Did you tell John? I did his I did his laundry. Did I you did tell him? <sighs> Why are you telling all of our listeners if you haven't told told John? I think I told John. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry we got off to a weird start, everybody. If this Merry is the first time you're Christmas. listening to this podcast, Happy Holidays, Holy Merry Christ Mass, <laughs> Merry Chrysler. Um, remember that guy? Yeah. Merry Christ Mass. I think we talked about What's that. I think we talked about that this time last year. I think we did. Yeah. Do you remember this time last year? We've had no AEW to complain about. <laughs> why? Why is anyone complaining about anything? We ROH have... was just ready to sell out the garden. NWA power was a glimmer in William Patrick Corrigan's eyes. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. I was just thinking. Hey, do you want a little? How much do is you want different? Little, can I give you a little NWA secret? Yeah. Do you know who they originally wanted as the guy? Their top guy? Yeah. Marty Scroll. No. Uh, Drew, then Galloway, now <gasps> McIntyre. Wow. That was the guy they had designs on. Interesting. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I'm going to just say it. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas, Hanukkah. everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate. And you know what? Maybe if you don't celebrate, just hey, have a good day. The greetings of the season. If yes. you don't like the season, hello. Tis the season. I hope if you like Star Wars, you liked it. If you have issues with Star Wars, I hope... You still went and saw it. I and hope everybody gets something out of um, everything that they do. Something yeah. valuable there out of go. everything that they do. Even if it's just shit in your friend's bed. Even in... Oh, we're also ad-free this week. So if you guys want, head over to martyandsarahlovewrestling.com. Make up the merch, lost dollars. <laughs> or patreon.com slash martyandsarah. Thank you so much to all the new patrons. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. We see you. We feel you. We love you. Yeah, always reach out to us. And also, if you ever have questions about any of the stuff, patreonbuddy at gmail.com. Rewards, ideas, if it's not a listed reward, but yeah. you've been thinking about it, just do you, let me know. Do you feel we're in a little bit of a, a, a limbo as far as wrestling goes in between the holidays? I feel like... The universe is in limbo. And this you don't is, mean the WWE is, universe. No, no, no. This is uh, maybe specific to the United States. But between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I feel like that's one of the more naturally stressful times of the year. Yeah. I think audiences have been weird at every wrestling, comedy, theatrical show. Like, there's just this energy of people being like, I'm giving it everything I can, but I'm extra. Yeah. And I feel like it's extra strong this year. I wonder because I know this. If you're not, um, 
I don't know if you don't. The ratings are interesting because I know some people listen to this podcast don't really. They're just like whatever. I don't really care about ratings. And some people are like, eh, it's part of the issue or it's part of the 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 wrestling landscape or whatever. Some people like to measure things. Yeah, and some people like to not. This week in particular was interesting. Uh, Raw had its like lowest non-holiday ratings of all time. It's interesting because it was a very... You uh, watched it. I was out at a show. It was a very Lana and Rusev heavy show. It also felt like... Um, Did you feel, Rob, that that gauntlet match really didn't have a oh conclusive gosh, that, outcome? That gauntlet match felt like they were buying time. Like There were some really cool things that happened within it. Yeah. But as it was like reading a really good... Like it was like reading a book of short stories that you thought would culminate in a yeah. great narrative, and then it just didn't. And it was like, oh, and uh, it was just so long. It was so long. Becky had a great promo towards the that. end. I saw that. There's some amazing wrestlers. Did, you, did I send you that clip of her and Seth on that show? Mm, you told me about UK it, or something, and that they, they were, were sitting real far apart. Well, whatever. Their body language. I'm fascinated by couples' body uh, language. I always send Sarah stuff for body language with couples. You'll ask me like what I think, uh, or you'll be like, "Hey, look at this couple on YouTube." One of those, one thoughts? of those uh, princes from England, um, the one, not the one who married the lady from Suits, the Charles? one who married not Charles, the, the one William. who married whatever, the one who, who was Kate. married first, Kate Hudson. Is that William? Kate Hudson, Prince not William? Kate Hudson. No, Kate. Kate uh, Middleton. Yes. Yes. What? An, what? Oh man. If you if you listen to the show, you know that I've been losing my mind. I wish somebody would tell me I'm fine, but I've been uh, mispronouncing names as I get older. You were trying to remember Jimmy. Fallon's I said Jimmy name. Kimmel and um, Buddy Fallon. You said Buddy Fallon when oh, you were trying no. to think of Jimmy Fallon, which was such a fun. The thing that's fun about you is when you get stuff wrong. Yeah, you get it wrong in a very clever way, where it's like, yeah, I could see someone thinking his name is Buddy, Buddy Fallon. Buddy Fallon. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that anyway. that Kate Middleton, who she's a princess. Yes. Uh, they were at a party, and he he put his hand. I guess they're having problems, and he put his hand on her shoulder, and she did a, like a little shoulder. Ooh, juke. that's a yeah. But that's a that's a classic cold move. But the thing that sucks is that when you're scrutinized like that, yes, like the then everyone's gonna go. Ooh, what if he tickled her, or, or what, what if, if she his hand him? was yeah. cold? You know, yeah. remember how you touched me the other day, and I went get your. I remember uh, when on this very podcast when you kept pushing your foot into me and I kept moving my foot away and then it was because I wanted to put lotion on your feet. Yes. But. Don't judge us on that. What I was going to say was <laughs> in this interview, uh, they were, Vince was talking to Becky and Seth and was kind of like, you know, let's do this angle. You guys are dating. Everyone knows it. Let's make it an angle on TV. And she goes, well, you know, I'm really trying to do this whole thing that I'm the, you know, I'm the man and my own woman. Was this before they did a couple's angle? Yeah, before okay. they did the one with Corbin and uh, and Lacey. Yeah, and and she's like, you know, I don't, I don't, because traditionally in wrestling, the don't the do, woman is subservient to the guy. Well, and don't do angles. They always say, don't do angles with your real That's partner. What they say. And Vince goes, no, 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 no. You're not Seth's girlfriend. Seth's your boyfriend. And that's what they came up with, like the man's man. Like, but she, she knew, was still featured. She knew it wasn't going to be. Uh, I think great, they were. I think. They I think were, she wasn't excited about it from the get go. I think they were both a little aware of like this might not be the best thing. And you know what? what? It was the beginning of a new era of of people hassling Seth. Yeah, he wasn't hassled as much before the man's man. He has been. He's been scrutinized. S- well, the thing is, he has been put under the microscope. Here's what. It is though, and you pointed this out. Do you remember what was the thing that we were talking about where people were messing with? Uh, was it Kofi and? Oh, so uh, Kofi and Trent. This mm-hmm. is a little little behind the scenes too. Man, we are really giving away some secrets. If everybody remembers when uh, Kofi like won the title, and Trent was like, "He's still a piece of shit to me," and people were like, "Whoa." They were doing a that's a that's a bit. It's and and what you said was and what did Kofi do? He no sold it. He didn't. He do no sold about it. it. And probably like we don't know, but maybe there was like some fun behind the scenes, yeah. lol, or whatever. Or but there wasn't. But you know, it's like a bit, yeah. and everyone forgot about it. But then there was like a similar situation with uh, Corey Graves. 
Yeah. And Corey Morrow, Corey Taz, Corey whoever. And he responds like, okay, yeah, well, you didn't know it was a joke and you yeah. always say this and you think this. I'm and it's an just angle. like this, this acidic defensiveness. And then that makes people be like, God, I wasn't even thinking about that. But now you're like yelling about it. So I'm going to say something. And then it feeds this loop of like people just like reacting to stuff yeah. in this like knee-jerk way where it's kind of like if you didn't react to that no one would have said anything and you could just go on with your day but now it's like you're stuck in a twitter hole like responding to people and yeah and it's just not a good look i don't think dude there's times where i see on like whether it's like squared circle or twitter or one of the british like dave Meltzer reported boys <laughs> they will show like Seth will have these conversations with like, like he was like yelling with some podcaster. He's like, you guys trashed me for uh for 15 minutes on your, and it's like, what are you doing? Listening to these guys. There are these crazy times where like, cause you know, you'll see the replies of people that you follow mm -hmm. and every now and then I'll just see someone who I like know from whatever, just responding and responding and responding to a celebrity. And it's kind of like, do you know that everybody can see this? Like, is this a, all right. Yeah. But it's hard, I think, to differentiate an emotional reaction in the moment versus like really thinking about it. Like right yeah. now, Peter's just screaming over there and yeah. maybe he'll regret it later, but he's not thinking. Probably not. I don't know. I just think we're in this interesting little span of time. Shit'll pick up when the rumble gets going and, mm -hmm. and, and uh AEW's uh pay per view, which we'll be going to, thanks to Sarah Joy Shockey. I got a magical pre sale code texted to me there from Santa Claus himself and uh yeah, we'll be going, we'll so be cool. taking a couple friends along and uh I'm We very gave the excited. gift of wrestling to two of our dear friends. So uh, our buddy Mike yeah. has never been do the I need gif. to deal with Peter? The gif. Um the gif he has gotten so into wrestling recently, specifically I'm AEW. I'm blown away where he'll be like, oh, I don't know about all this. You got to give me the backstory on these SCU guys. Yeah, it's he watches every week <laughs> and it. he even watches the pay-per-views. I love it. And he's told us recently that his dream would be to go to an AEW show. Yeah. And um, then also we wanted to bring along Jimmy Lee, who yeah. does all of our, like, Shirt vectors, website, everything. Uh, we're calling it the unofficial Marty and Cyril of Wrestling Holiday Party in February. Absolutely, <laughs> Jimmy is a, a a member of the team from the day, from day zero. Mother he was he was helping one. you out before he was. We even met any old wrestling with depression shirt Jimmy designed. So we're all going to be going out to that. But I just feel, and especially with AEW, a little bit of a younger audience. This is the time where you might not want to be able to, or be even be able to watch you know on a wednesday i don't know yeah i don't know i think this was an interesting week because this week Meltzer was very vocal about it. he didn't like the show he didn't like the dark order stuff he um also it was funny um somebody called him out for not believing that chris statlander's an alien and they yes. were like dave yes dave i know and it's so funny to be like oh believe the undertaker was you know, it's like yeah I it's know. just an interesting like and it's also really highlights like we're in a time where there are so many options that if you don't like something, you can just so easily Absolutely. dismiss it and find something else. Or, you know, I was there's, listening. there are people who listen to this podcast who are like, I got to fast forward when Gerbert comes on sure. and I go more power to you. I get it. I see you. Marty would fast forward through Gerbert if he could. I, but then there are other people who are like, no, that's my that's, jam. I get it. More Gerbs. I can see uh, all the critiques of AEW. This week has been an AEW let's critique them week it's so crazy too because it's like i feel like they're experiencing this like accelerated it's a new they're I like mean, holding them to the standards of like wrestling that's been around for decades uh -huh. and also like i don't know that's the hard thing is like before it started all of everyone's fantasy booking possibilities yes. were like just stars in the sky yes and it's like yeah it's not it's, nothing's gonna be would i offer some uh ideas if if yeah they call everybody's said, got hey, their own edits you you watch this a lot what can we tell you i could give them some ideas and i'm sure everyone could but i just think they're figuring it out it's new there it's, are times where i want to be backstage and give them notes on yes. how to like present know, the story i know they don't have quote-unquote writers maybe like a continuity editor or somebody to go, you know, we're doing a lot of the same thing. That would, or that would I would just like to know, and maybe there is this from like the core group. Yeah. 
I would love to just be sure that there are like specific planned arcs for everybody or at least the main players sure. that we're seeing. But that's one thing that it's hard for me to get into like um like when Lost was going on yeah. because I was like I don't know if this is going to be a complete story. I'm going to wait. I'm mm -hmm. going to wait. And I always do that. But with wrestling, I'm like, you know what? It's going to be ongoing anyway. Yeah. You have to grab those continuous stories or the ones that really ended well and then just hold them in your heart. You know, like the other day, I'm listening and, and people are kind of like, I don't know about all this like Dark Order stuff. That it, I th It's a combo with, with AEW. And we'll get into everything else too. But let's just talk about AEW first. So there is alphabetically that thing. we have to yes I E W there's the thing well actually A A W A A W come on out to the Logan Square Auditorium if there's still tickets available oh no there no are, there not are, the Logan Square Auditorium uh, uh, Bourbon, Bourbon Street, Street. Marionette Park uh, there are some tickets available yes. but all the like first and second rows are starting to be sold out they added today Matthew Justice versus Oof. Killer Cross which is a Marty Derosa dream match I, so here's what I'm saying so what if and everybody's all down on this dark order, and they're just like, mm -hmm. I don't back know about to this AEW. Dark. Yes, I don't know about this dark order business, but I don't know. I don't know. What if one day they're like, you know what? We're the dark order, and you know we don't have to fucking hide our faces anymore. And all of a sudden, you get fool, Killer Cross, fool, Luke Harper, fool, Hangman yeah, Page. That would be a cool. Fool, you know what I mean? And you're just like, whoa, shit. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like there's a Japanese influence with all the stables and groups. Mm -hmm. Feels very New Japan, where you had chaos and you had and like you said, LIJ, you know who's friends had, with each yeah, other. Yeah, and you had and you had all these groups and the Bullet Club and the you know you had all these groups and friends who are who are buds. I wonder if I don't see them pulling the plug on the Dark Order. They could do uh, maybe like the librarian kind of thing of just like downplayed a little bit, almost like turning, a, turning the volume down. It's a big part of the show. Yeah. They're doing the commercials, the vignettes, the screen I flickers. I honestly am surprised that people aren't saying that it's picking up steam because like I think that some of the promos have been pretty clever. I agree. I don't think that uh that uh evil Uno's the guy to because I don't think people see him as like a top top guy. That makes sense. And then how they brought like, the Beaver Boys in, who I love. Beaver Boys the best, but people are just like the big the big critique is you have these guys who are are enhancement guys or mid-card guys who are beating up the guys who are supposed to be the kings of this company yeah and that's a bummer and it goes back to that is kenny losing too much the bucks lost to scu uh hangman page is on a lose you know it's like but don't I you don't think know. that it, it's gonna like it's like waves like you'll get that well in wwe it would be like back and forth back and forth back and forth i mean but if done right like the rise back, like the ascent back up would be kind of cool. Cause you know that they pre thought out if they win all the time, yeah. people are going to have a problem with that. I know, but it's also being selective about who you lose to. I don't yeah. know. There's a lot that goes into it. And I feel like, yeah, it would be fun if there was like a storyboard continuity, like artist that just has a room where they could post up like yeah. and then this and then this and then this. I think you're right. Would you say like there's these ups and downs because on the, WWE side of the coin, everybody's kind of, and WWE talent included, Ember Moon was on the FS1 show. Paige apparently uh, is being told, like, don't be so outspoken. But there's this whole thing about the women's don't division. Don't agree with Punk so much. The, with the women's division where they're just kind of like, yo, did we lose all this momentum? Were we not, like, the a real big part of this company and it doesn't quite feel like that right now? It felt like um, there was such a big inauguration and yeah. then it was like, Okay, well, now you get these matches sometimes. Well, but it kind of like, yeah, it's like the volume turned back down. And I down. think it does send a, a message to the women that work there. It's like, if Ronda's not here, we're not having another Revolution pay-per-view. Which is kind of like... And it's like, no, just have bummer. one. Just yeah. fucking have Who one. Who does it harm to have one? And also, like... Who does it benefit? Because if you think about this, like when I was a kid, I truly felt that wrestling was not something that I was supposed to watch. Yeah. And I mean, barring that I wasn't allowed to watch it. Yeah. It just felt like a very closed off thing. And now I see little girls watching wrestling and and having like favorites that they can name off. Sure. That it's not like a weirdly inappropriate like oh they're fighting each other in their underwear like it's really right. a respected like corner of wrestling when uh, when uh izzy would dress up like like uh bailey 
Mm-hmm. That was perfectly normal. Like you couldn't be like, I'm dressing up like Stacy Keebler, my favorite. Yeah, like you. My favorite wrestler who has pan- brawn panties matches. It's like, Ugh. yeah, I agree. And I think, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I just, I think there's a whole key to you get the kids because, mm-hmm. um, oh shit, Jericho was talking about Jericho did an interview. I, I, I forget which one it was, but it was quoted a lot on a lot of the news sites. But he was saying, like, man, this Darby Allen kid, like, he's over because it reminds me of Jeff Hardy where all the kids used to dress like Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. And now they're all dressing like Darby. And it's like, yeah, it's simple. It's simple and it's cool. Like, Darby Allen, you don't hear a lot from him outside of, like, when you see him. Yeah. And when you see him, he's this, like, stoic dude that just rides down dude, the ramp on a it, skateboard. That If I was a little kid and he was riding down the skateboard, to me... That's like, oh shit. That's as cool to me as like the Von Erichs fighting to get to the ring because all these women are trying to kiss him. And it's such a like simple, confident. And then also we've talked about this, like the way he moves in the ring. It's just like a different level of like smooth, suave confidence where it's like, of course, kids are drawn to that. But then on the other side, it's like you've got Jungle Boy, which is like so many young kids like fantasies to find their own special yeah. friend from the jungle that's like needs you know a well, friend what was the tweet that you were saying like oh jimmy jacobs was like it's just oh by the way i did it i did jimmy jacobs podcast and- yes i keep saying i keep adding it to our uh notes to discuss because uh i really enjoyed it I jimmy jacobs doesn't know starring marty DeRosa. it was nice yeah it was really nice you talked a lot about like how you cope with depression and walking and like just so many. Oh, and you said a bunch of nice stuff about me, which made me feel good. Um, But that's a fun one. If you're looking for something to listen to over the holidays, pop that on. Enjoy yourself. He did a tweet about like, it's just, it's crazy that we even made it here. It's been billions of years of everything going exactly your way for you to exist. So if you think things aren't going your way, like there's like all this and Luchasaurus quote tweeted it and was like, man, now I'm not feeling so old. I love that. Yeah, I think that... uh, I also love that Luchasaurus gets involved in, like, dinosaur discussions where it's like, the dinosaurs may not have died from a meteor. (laughs) And he's like, okay, bringing this up again. Like, it's so funny. But, like, you mentioned with with Jungle Boy, Jungle Jack Perry. Jungle Jack Uh, Perry. We have a theory that Jim Ross won't say Jungle Boy because he doesn't like it. It's always Jungle Jack or or Jungle Boy Jack Perry. But he never, like, he never just says Jungle Boy. Um... But also, he seemed like he was genuinely having a lot of fun on the show this week. Yes. Yeah, he felt like he was having a, a lot more fun. He felt a little like, oops, sorry, messed that up. Don't shoot me. Like, Yeah, it was, it was, I, I was liked fun. it. I thought it was a fun vibe. I thought the, uh, I thought the Jungle Boy Jericho match did everything it was supposed to. It was great. Jericho is such a little like, Jericho's getting too big. Well, Meltzer said he's trying to, he wants to be bigger, but like, because everyone's so small, but it's like, dude, you're getting, he's getting like wide. Yeah. And it also like, it's, it's a tough thing. He's so big. It's crazy seeing somebody that you normally have seen a certain way. Yeah. Like, bigger. I just also think that, um, it's tough if you're putting yourself up against like the young 23 year old boys ripped like yeah. ripped to shreds probably talent eat where like it's garbage like, and have abs yeah they just yeah they no he can't, does he eat he's gotta be he was like using that breathy mask like he's on you were some, very impressed by that no not impressed i don't scared. like the breathy mask yeah that's really scary yeah. that reminds me of how when people dive underwater in movies i feel like i need to hold my breath with them to make sure we'd both be alive oh wow yeah that's a that's fun little cool. that's a fun little anxiety thing yeah but anyway, I thought uh, it was so fun when when Jericho changed the stipulation. He goes, well, he didn't beat me. Yeah. It's like, no, that wasn't the man. I, lo- I just love that. And then when he finally just like grabbed his belt and walked yes. away. That's such a fun. That reminded me of when um, during the collective shows last year, there was that dodgeball match yes. during Orange Cassidy's doing something. And <laughs> MJF took the ball and went home. And everybody was so mad because they were so yacked to see a dodgeball match, so and everybody ready. chanted "wrestling sucks." I was so ready to see. If, uh, do- I'm like, how are they going to make this? Are there people going to take bumps? Here we go. And he just grabbed the ball and left. What a what a. He bummer. ended up coming back yes. with the ball. Um, but I don't know. It was an interesting week, and again, I think we're on a little bit of like, oh, let's just wait and see. TLC felt like it was months ago. Yes, months ago, and um. Weird show. Weird show, and we still don't have a lot of answers uh-uh. regarding Kyrie Sane. She's tweeted out a couple things that were like positively like yeah. 
maybe she's doing okay. Uh, are it was people still concerned? Yes. Up, not no no. I know they're that, but are people um, still like going at Charlotte, or is it kind of just like, hey, it was a weird match. What are you going to do? It's, I haven't been. I've kind of limited my Twitter intake this week. I feel Me like too. it's been a it's been a tornado week on Twitter, and I try to do my best to like well, mute things I don't want to hear about, or <laughs> Star Wars, or whatever. It's so funny. I'll mute things that I don't want to hear about. Uh-huh. But there are some weeks where it's just like for some reason everybody's riled up, and I'm just gonna step back and uh, not do it. But having that being said, I keep coming back to the way that Charlotte kind of smacked. Kyrie saying around yeah i feel like that's that's a deeper issue than a lot of things that are being discussed where i'm like if you're caught up in the moment yeah and you don't have the discernment to step back and be like she's acting weird why as opposed to just like going after going after going after like that was troubling The clip that i showed when when you see that clip of becky rolling her under the ring to like get her away and i'm like from Charlotte, we pretend, is that what the deal like, or just like all the chaos? I don't know, but it, yeah, I don't know. It that was, felt a, and then the real weird. The tough thing was after because I remember when we were watching that match, you said as Kyrie Sane got like power bomb through she the didn't table, up, she didn't yeah. want to go up, and we rewound it during the match. Yep, and we were like, that's weird. And, and then, then when they all had chairs, and she ran out of the ring, and well, she was having trouble throwing yeah. the chairs, and oh, then yeah. she went over to Becky and they had like a, a conversation yes. and that was like, Oh shit, something's wrong. So that was like, I thought not very fun to watch because yeah. I was so worried the whole time. And yes. I've talked to wrestlers who have been concussed during matches and it's like a crap shoot of what your brain's able to do. Some people can just get pointed in the yeah. right direction. They're okay. I mean, or it looks good enough. Sure. But like, they there's no your brain's not working properly it's not tracking what's no. going on somebody like, i think it was eric stevens somebody was talking about like what didn't she just and he goes like you don't understand when you have a concussion in the ring you don't know what's going on yeah You're not like oh wow i just got concussed well i better tell the rest. no it's like it's no. like a, a human glitch somebody was saying it's too, gotta be terrifying somebody was like you're scared and you're afraid you're gonna mess up yep. so you try extra hard and like and then you can go too f- so frightening my mom got a concussion from a car accident and yeah. she was like thought she was fine and then like a day or two later realized as she was sorting markers that she couldn't tell the difference between purple and brown unless she read the name of the marker. Yeah, somebody was It's like there's just, unpredictable shit that happens. I, I don't know if I was watching an old shoot interview or something, but somebody was saying, God, what was this recently? Somebody was talking in an interview and they were like asking them questions and they were just like, I, I just don't know what you're asking me. And they're like, you know, like, who's your wife? And they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now and it's like oh shit yeah it's just like it can be wild yeah and it's like you don't know the long-term repercussions but it's just like but we do know the long term well we do but like very bad but like specifically what can happen in that moment everyone's different like you said and in that moment it's just one of those things that like you would like to think that the refs which i feel like they got a lot of heat for uh people not necessarily like stopping it i also feel like as a wrestler you you got to be like i think becky was such a champ to oh, like for sure. see what was going on try to take steps around it and it was just troublesome that charlotte didn't seem to have the same capacity to slow down yeah. and and change things around it looked like she got angry and upset and was trying to force the agreed upon thing which is like yeah great match if kairi sane didn't potentially not know what was going on yeah terrifying when there's that idea that like what do you what do you do you got to take it a little easier like or like the most important thing is safety yes even though they're doing unsafe things there's a way to do it and stop it or like checkpoints to just it like we were watching and it just felt uncomfortable to watch and that taste is like left in my mouth whereas like there were other things about that pay-per-view that i liked but when i think back on it I'm mostly just like stuck on like how could that have gone better? What, yeah. what could people have done differently? I felt like after that, it was nice to watch like the NWA on Tuesday. It's like ah, <sighs> there's some silly billy palate cleanser. There's yeah. How do you feel about Marty Scroll uh, dipping dipping his toes in the old NWA? I'm very interested. I like um, 
this idea that there are places to go in the interim. Yeah, we were talking about that where like maybe the NWA just becomes this fun Purgatory. little place you go before you make a move to another company. Yeah. Or know. or like are set forth back upon the indies. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys enjoy the pay-per-view? Yes, William Patrick, we sure did. You're more than welcome. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, stepping into the fire, <laughs> as we say. Into the fire! Um, but it was, uh, you know, it's my pleasure to just... Hey, how come you go by William Patrick Corrigan now that you're doing the NWA? Well, it's, Billy it's a Billy? little like uh, Eminem and Marshall Mathers. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of sides to me. Much like the six-sided ring that uh, TNA used to use. Yeah, I, I'm familiar. Why I are mean, you I'm looking a, at me like I'm, I don't know? Well, I'm a com- I'm a complex character, uh, per- persona. Yeah, you know, millionaire, whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of those different uh, sides to me, and yeah. uh, it's nice to just be able to, uh, you know, express those. And I I tell everybody because if it's just like. Hey, it's me, Billy. Everybody's, oh, I'm so starstruck. I'm like, all right, fine. I'm William, I'm Patrick. William Patrick. And they're like, oh, okay. I um, I can talk to this guy. Who's your favorite? I can't have favorites. But who's your favorite? Um, I I really can't say, but I it's kind of a tie. I like, uh, I like Colt and I like Aaron Stevens. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of two of my favorite little <laughs> projects. <laughs> what about um, Thunder Rosa? Is she... Uh... Up there on your list? I just find myself saying her name a lot. Thunderosa. Thunderosa. <laughs> Thunderosa. Uh, what do you got planned for the next? I'm. I. You know what? Uh, next set of tapings. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave the back door open, and whoever wants to come in, just fucking come in. Who's uh? Who you got? Some dream people that you want in the NWA? revival. You know you want those yes. belts, you little marks. You know you want those NWA belts. Oh, this is the one that Arn held. You want it? Come get it. You want to get them from Punky and Hoot? Come on and hang out. I'll keep the belts on the Rock and Roll Express till April or whatever the f you're done. <laughs> <laughs> beat the hell out of them they'll bleed no, for you but rub okay. their heads on the floor like the horsemen i don't care just Billy, come on and come to the nwa william hang tight for two seconds yeah marty do you get worried about them taking all those bumps uh the rock and roll express i mean they don't they're not i mean well ricky does a canadian destroyer which is a little frightening yeah but, that's frightening right i mean they're fine okay they're fine all right william you look may- sarah They've yeah. been doing it every weekend for the last 8,000 years. Yeah, which is like... I showed you some old school Rock and Roll Express the other day. Yeah. That's the scream and holler. Yeah. I watch a lot of that, too. Yeah. We're crowning a new television champion. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. And uh, pay-per-view. I mean, it's just a good time, you know? I can't wait for that video game to no come out, No Dark too. Order. I give a No Dark Order guarantee. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed, you'd be allowed or to. Or only one hour. We're really the alternative, you mm-hmm. know? When uh, Billy, that actually is a pretty good point, if I can cut you off for a second. You know, everybody <laughs> wanted AEW to be the alternative to WWE. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's an alternative or just kind of like another wrestling show? It's. I think it's different. Okay. I think you were right about like the New Japan-ness to it With of the, the factions. factions. Sure. Um, I think... It's interesting because whereas the WWE, I feel like, and this is separating NXT because NXT is a whole different game. Yeah. Well, and this last NXT was a banger and a half of an episode. Yes. It was so good. It was like, I, I think Meltzer said it, it was like a takeover. It was from start to finish, just bananas. That Santana Garrett, Io Shirai match was, I, I had so much fun watching it. I thought it was so great. I was explaining to you where, like, Santana Garrett, Scarlett, these were women who were just like... Santana Garrett really these, impressed me. These are great performers. Yeah. But, but there was like, man, we don't need them. And then it's like, AEW. Make use like, of them. We need them. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Um, no, Santana Garrett really impressed me. Um, always fun to see Cameron Grimes out there. Dude, him and Kushida ruled. Give him a mic. You know what Alvarez said? What? He was because we watched this. It's so funny sometimes watching and then a little bit of the here's the deal when you really get into wrestling, like if you're just kind of watching and you're like, oh, I like that guy. He's good. She's great. Mm-hmm. You you just watch it. But then the more you learn and the more you watch, then you're watching like the 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 TLC main event with the women's tag match. And then mm-hmm. you're like, what's going on here? Then you start to like 
you can see through some of the stuff in the different layers. But I layers. can't see through as well as you can. I actually got yelled at recently because I was trying to explain. Who yelled at you? I'm not going to say. Um, but I was trying to explain how I get the sense that you or uh, like wrestlers or refs or people who have more of that like full knowledge of the business see more in matches. And I tried to say like, oh, I watch them a little dumber. But like I got yelled at like you are not dumb, you are a strong woman. I was like, no, 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 that's I understand that. I guess I'm very smart. But also like it's almost like I know the names of five colors where you know the names of 16 colors, whereas Colt knows the names of like 100, 100 colors. I know, yeah, I know, it's, I it's that. It, there are sure, levels sure. to this. But it was it, – it's just – you know, when you do get that and then you watch some of these other shows and you're just like, oh, this is just like so cool for so many different reasons. Yeah. And, and there's I also like it. a fun side, I think, when you consider the performing aspect or you'll point out sometimes like they're really good at looking in the right camera, being in the right place at the sure. right time. Absolutely. We were uh, we were joking around about how uh, we would like a little fantasy booking where – MJF hires Nick Gage to take out Cody. Yeah, that's his new Wardlow. Oh, I love it. Um, no, but then we fantasy booked it to where somehow Nick Gage was the connection that like the world needed, and he became the next, the next Rock. Song called, the, the and Rock, then yeah. yeah, and then he's on like Buddy Fallon, just like you know riffing, and it's just this wild thing where like culturally everyone knows who nick gage is so wild and so many people get into wrestling because of him we fantasy booked the heck out we of that really had fun doing that it was a whole lot of fun but i thought the uh one of the things that i picked up on was tlc when the miz came out and this was supposed to be like now oh I yeah now i thought about this mm -hmm. so right away he came out and it was just like you broke into my house you left a doll in my in my daughter's They have like the thing, clip packages. And they put the clip package. And the Miz still came out and did his spin around. And, and his finger pose. to the And Alvarez was like, this guy comes out here and he just has doing his poses. What if? And he also, because this is where I'm like, well, when they were doing the thing at their house, mm -hmm. when Renee was doing the interview with the Miz and then uh, Melly screamed, so they ran upstairs. And he made Maurice go in first. Mm-hmm. Subtle heel stuff, maybe, because at the end of the day, the Miz is a heel. Yeah. He's a coward. He's not a baby face. Yeah. He's a coward. And the idea of still doing the spin around and the pose, maybe, and I might just be reading into this and just trying to fill in the blanks to make it all jive, maybe he's such an egomaniac. He's like, well, this is what the people came to see. I got to give them what they want to see. You know what I mean? I think, too, though, like... It would have been fun and maybe he did like a subtle nuance thing where like he does the pose but then like make his finger tremble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where it's uh, just like it's a little different but he's yeah. still trying to do. Yeah, I think that is a good point because originally you were like he should come march straight to the ring. It's his family that's on the line. But that's a protagonist move. Like yes. that's a that's a hero's move. Whereas like if the Miz really is the Miz, he would hit his pose because that's his special that's his time, special no matter thing. what. He's that's for like, him. It's not the family. That's him. Or, or in his head, that's what the people come to see. I got to give him the Miz pose. Yeah. Who knows? There's uh, some little you, boy whose heart's going to be broken if he doesn't see me do my Miz spin in point. What were we watching where you kept calling the women's division the women's department? Oh, I think I was just saying that on accident. The oh, other night. So I think I fun. said it once and you made it my like brand. It was so fun. The women's department. Our buddy, uh, Patrick Harrington. Is our buddy in Des Moines? He went to both Raws, the the this week's and the filming for next week's. What a trooper! First ever show, and he's been a fan since 1998. That's wild. That's wild. First ever show, you get a twofer, and well, I don't know if that's a good. <laughs> we'll see if and, that's a good thing. Uh, just to give a teeny tiny little uh sneak peek for yeah. Raw. Yeah. Oh, a wedding! Mm -hmm. Oh shit! I saw they had the Christmas tree out. Yes, which is always fun. I love those um, holiday themed matches. Oh, if they've they, got pumpkins, if they've got where trees, you open up the open. They had like a, I forgot it was like Del Rio and Cena maybe did one, and it was like a chair was wrapped under the tree, and it was right. so fun. That's like the easiest. I love oh, it. You can't Sorry. do that. I love it. <laughs> Marty was accidentally tickling me with his feet. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I'm just stretching out. 
but yeah, no, I love the Christmas tree and the packages. I are... love. Uh, I think it would be so fun to be in the props department and just be wrapping stuff up. How fun is it to wrap a steel chair to the point where it's like we all know what that is? It's a steel chair. I love. Or they had a kendo stick. I love shit like that. You know what I think would be fun too. Big giant box, smaller box, smaller box, smaller box, all the way down. And then it's like one, you know, set of those sticks or yeah. like something really small where it's like, well. Hey, I know we're almost at uh, Christmas, but, you know, you got to always, whenever anybody has a birthday around the Christmas season, uh, it's always, you, do you feel like they get gypped a little bit? Oh, Aaron's supposed say to that. say that word. <laughs> Shit. Take two. Do you ever, uh, do you ever, uh, have any friends who have birthdays close to the holidays and you're like, ah, oh, you kind of, I'm so generally optimistic that I think that everyone should be able to find value in the timing of anything. Yeah. But in my heart, I've always felt like it must be a little tough to have like a late December birthday. Yeah. And one of our, one of our dearest buddies, Dwight Nash, he's got a daughter, uh, named, uh, Madeline and she, uh, has a birthday. And we would like to wish her a happy birthday. And her favorite buddy just happens to be none other than one of the best in the business, Brad the Alien. I'm the birthday. Is you are my, turning into the hey, birthday is this my guy. Thing? I think it's your be thing honest. now. You, it seems to be your thing. Apparently, Madeline, you're one of her favorites. Madeline, I tell you something. You're one of my favorites. There you go. It's your special day, and you made a special way for me to tell you, hey, hey, no more Christmas, no more books, no more teacher's dirty looks, it's Madeline's birthday, hey, hey. I love that. You did yeah, such a well, good job. yawn it. Well, it's not because of you, it's because we're recording very late. Yeah. Yeah. And why is Sarah's arms all cut up? Uh, because she plays too hard with Peter. They play too hard. She goes too hard with Pete. They go too hard. Yeah. Hey. You gotta tell her to pull back. Madeline, tell Sarah to chill out when it comes to Peter. Pull back with Peter. Yeah. Madeline. Yeah. Make everybody's day as special as you can, and that will make your day special. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Hey. Yeah. Thank you. No. What do you want for Christmas? Sarah didn't get you anything yet. I'm good. I don't really need anything. She did get you something. Yeah, I got yeah. her something. What'd you get her? I can't tell you. <laughs> Come on. She still hears. It's like it's underwater, but she still hears. Give me a little taste. Uh, it's something she'll enjoy. Yeah, okay. Something she won't expect. What? I don't know. What'd you get me? You? Yeah. Uh, I got you a unlimited... Um, I get you the potato chip of the month club, actually. Hey. Yeah. I heard you were going to get that for your I brother. I was. It was, so, it was expensive. so expensive. Brad, the potato chip of the month club is so freaking – you're like paying 20 bucks a, a, a bag. But what did, What do you get? Like Chips oh. from all over the – Oh, it's barbecue. I don't know. Like, oh. you know. Nacho cheese. There are so many. I could do my own chip of the month. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see that happen. What do you, What kind of chip do you like? Oh, I like paprika. That's like European barbecue chips. Okay, okay. It's like barbecue, but it's paprika. Okay. Yeah. I like that, uh, was it chili lime Doritos? Those are my favorites. Yeah. You like the purple bag Doritos. Purple bag of Doritos that don't come in the small, only the big. It's not lime, I think. It's like no, it's chili, sweet chili. Sweet chili. That's sweet chili. it. Sweet chili. Sweet chili. I like those, but I, if I eat too many of them, it's just like, oh boy, it's too I many. I like those, but if I eat too many of them, And I like flaming Hot Funyuns every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Flaming Hot Buttholes. Okay, get out of here. All right, peace. Oh, sorry, Madeline. Yeah. Nice. Yikes. Nice job. Happy birthday, dude. All right, get yeah. out of here. Uh, Sarah, are you excited that Rhea Ripley is the new NXT Women's Champion? Yeah, because I also think that means that Shayna's going to get yeah, maybe she Scooped might be. Up, she might around. be on old Raw or SmackDown pretty soon. I thought it was the right time to do it. Yeah, I think NXT Rhea was the woman really, to do it. They have a really intrinsic sense of uh, you know, the timing of moving people. They're really good at I'm it. I'm watching that show, and this was another thing too. I'm watching that show, and I, I know. He also, I mean, I don't keep having to defend AEW, but it's like give him a little time to get a roster of just like. You know, Bangers. in a couple years of just people who are like, oh, yeah, I'll go there. Or and to see like 
because you got to do TV every week. So it's like there's not as much history that we can all kind of add our like, well, this should happen and this should happen and this should happen. I'm watching NXT and it's like, oh, yeah, Pete Dunne. Oh, yeah. I Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. Riddle. Like people who were on the show. It's like, holy shit. This locker room is Mm -hmm. so deep. And you got Kushida, Cameron Grant. You're just like, holy shit. It, it's wild. It's wild, and, and they're using everybody well. They really are. They yeah. really are. But Rhea Ripley winning the title, awesome. awesome. Finn not winning, I'm okay with. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was cool with Gargano coming out. Mm-hmm. Old, old jacked up Johnny Gargano. Old distracto. I like it. That was one. You know, somebody was like, oh, I hate these distractions. I'm like, that was so different than... Somebody on Raw just playing their music, and then they turn around like, what? And then get rolled up. I have a question for you. Yes. <laughs> Has there been a situation where somebody came out to distract someone, and they're just like, okay, and then just still pinned them anyway? You know... I would love to see someone like, doesn't bother me. I'm actually focused on my match right That's now. pretty funny. I'm just like, oh, you're coming out here? Well, I'm still going to hit like my Stone Cold Stunner and pin the person while I'm staring at and you. And then have the person kind of feel like an idiot for coming yeah. out. I would love to see that. Uh, Sarah, a wrestler that you're very familiar with through your commentary at Black Label Pro. PCO. Dave Prezak? P- no. <laughs> PCO is the new Ring of Honor champion. He won it at the uh, pay-per-view ca- last week. Did I call week. one of his? I think yeah. I called one of his. Yeah, I sure did. did. Um, yeah, I love seeing PCO get a belt. I love seeing this whole journey. So wild. Uh, I really like that. I just feel like Mikey has this like special connection Mikey Blanton with PCO head of black label pro relations, talent yeah. relations and booking. I just, it's, you love to see it. You love to see it. Um, very cool. I think PCO is somebody that I would really like to, um, just hear from more because he lives his life so differently than the way I yeah. live my life. He does things regularly that just, terrify me You're very interesting. remember when he landed on that concrete and it sounded like he just straight up died like we heard his soul no, no, no. leave his he, body he hit the apron yeah and it that it sounded like a shotgun went off it was insane that a human body and a wrestling ring could make that noise together i i can't believe it i'm consistently impressed with yeah him. him and roosh the match was a little it was a janky match mm-hmm. it wasn't like a like a toe for toe like five star like classic it happens but it happens but it was just the fact that he won the title was wild and like what a treat yeah why did i write down or why is it in the notes now that's what i call pod racing because um we said now that's what i call pod racing yeah last week and then people have been saying now that's what i call podcasting a lot of people just said it and it was sweet and we wanted to that is sweet you know one of my favorite things about the week is the day that the podcast comes out. Yeah. Just hearing Friday. some tweets here and there, like yeah. people's thoughts, things they liked, ideas, or like, because it's a conversation between you and I, but it's also a conversation between you and I and the people who listen. Mm-hmm. They're just responding later because that's the time frame. That's the setup of a podcast. And I yes. like that. One of the things I forgot to talk about when we were mentioning TLC earlier was actually during the uh, Bray Wyatt Miz match. There was that lady in the front row who seemed like she was like offended that the action spilled over by her. Remember her? Yeah, that was a great moment. She was like, "Okay, all right, move it along." Part of the fun of live wrestling shows, and this is like IWTV. Oh, speaking of IWTV, yeah, they have awards. The IWTV yes. uh, year-end awards. And you know what? I logged into our account, and I think it might still be there now. Um, I thought it would be fun if we voted together. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think That's we a can, secret. I think we can make that happen. That's a secret. That we're going to vote together? Uh, Well, I just thought our choices were... We can't be picking favorites. I mean, we might have different choices. Oh, yeah, that's a good we point. Might have, we might, you might, Are you pulling it up right now? No, I'm just saying you might be more of a... Uh, Chris Statlander fan? Yeah, and I might I may be more of a you know Eddie Kingston kind of guy. I pitched to Chris Statlander this week. Yeah. Over Alien Messenger. Yeah. The idea that we had about... So WWE's got movies. Yes. AEW, next step, we got to get movies. Or, yeah. as I told Chris Statlander... TNT sitcoms 
Yeah. I would love a sitcom with uh, Chris Statlander being chased by the FBI, mm-hmm. trying to put her back in Area 51, but also trying to like be a convincing enough human that people aren't on her trail. Ah. But I also told her, and once they do their first movies, we got to do a loosely based on our lives yeah. biopic called Call It in the Ring. Yes. The story of... That's my country the music true song story. and writing. Yes. Call It in the Ring, the true story of Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And specifically, I want Chris Statlander to play me, and I want Trent to play you. <laughs> and uh, I'd love to see where that goes. Uh, Orange Cassidy's going to play Cash Allen. Yes. Oh, wow. What a treat. Yeah. That's um, very fun. Who's going to play Scrump? This is very important. we got to cast Scrump. Uh, Jericho? Wheeler Yuda. <laughs> Wheeler Yuda. That would be a really fun one. Yeah. 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 Jericho, get out of here. Wouldn't that be funny, though, to have Jericho playing Scrump and, like, just, like, making t-shirts and trying to act like our friend Scrump? Like, no. that's fun. We'll have Yuda <laughs> play him. All right. We'll let Yuda play him. Who knows? I like your Gosh, idea. that'd be fun. And the bodies. Hello, everyone. It's me, Kyle the Choir Boy. Kyle, what were you singing earlier tonight? I was singing. Oh, the Family Matters theme song. Then there must be some magic here inside these gentle walls. Cause all I see is a tower of dreams. Real love bursting out of every seam. Doogity, 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 doogity days go by. It's the bigger love of the family. I feel like I've sang that song on this podcast before, though. Really? I think I must have. Okay. Yeah. Do you have another song you want to sing? If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Clip clop. Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Doot, 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 doot. Okay. I think that back in the old days, and this is unconfirmed, but just from the way he carries himself in the ring, I think that MJF used to be in a choir, and I bet he would be like a really good conductor, choir director. Yeah. And he'd like get the kids to like be like a little silly or like do a move or like, I don't know. Maybe I just want to hear MJF sing sometime because I know he's got it in him. Yeah. I just know it in my soul. I, I think you're right. I never saw any proof of it. I just know it. Yeah, I think you're right. Da who da race, da who da race. Welcome Christmas. Hey, that's the Grinch. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a song from the Grinch. What do you got planned for Christmas? Star Wars. Okay. Gotta go see Star Wars, I think. Probably okay. put on a Jedi robe and okay. clipping an Anakin braid and just okay. take it in. Hey. You know what? I'm still a kid. Movies aren't bad to me. I I get it. You know what? And I know this is true. Every movie has to pass a test about being good. And if it's not good, they won't finish it. I understand. They won't release it. And I I know that. There's a coalition that makes sure that all wrestling is good, too. Sure. And if it's bad, then that's on me for thinking it's bad. Well, there you go. I'm a kid. You are. Hey. Yeah. Enjoy that wrestling confession, Marty. Hey, thanks. I got to read this one here. Bye. Bye. Okay. Here we go with our wrestling confession. Uh, Hi, buddies. First, I want to say that you two will probably receive, hopefully, one of the last emails I'll ever send out using this .edu address because I just finished grad school. Yeah! Congrats. Soon this email address will be lost to the ether, but until then, it will be used to write my wrestling confession. It's in the archives now. This is part of the oral history of Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, Call It in the Ring, starring Trent Beretta and Chris Statlander. The year was 2007. And my 10-year-old self had just gotten into trouble by her parents for reading inappropriate fan fiction on the family laptop. You know... Sarah, is this hitting close to home for you? Why you gotta, like... Why you gotta dunk on kids, you know, when they're trying to figure it out? Why you gotta mysteriously hide their doodle pins? You know, (laughs) like, just let them have it. Just let them bait. 
let's Sarah, let's finish this here. For the record, the fan fiction wasn't particularly graphic by any means, but it was rated M on fanfiction.net and Fine. my parents did not like that. That's fine. You know what? The parents were just scared because their baby was growing up. Yeah. Continue. They still let me go on the computer and read fan fiction, but only if I read age-appropriate stories. Wow. I had been watching the WWE for quite some time then. So when I learned that people wrote WWE fan fiction, I was thrilled. Before I was the uh, Before I was the only person I knew who wrote about my favorite wrestlers on fun adventures, but now uh-huh. I had a whole database filled with stories. In the midst of browsing, I clicked on a story with the featured pairing of Stephanie McMahon and Chris Jericho. Oof. Imagine my horror when I discovered that the story that was rated T, by the way, is that for teen? T for teen. Started to describe some kissing and heavy petting in detail. I quickly realized that if my parents went through my browsing history, they would see the story and assume I had chosen to read the filthy story on my own. I love that incognito mode wasn't like a no. regular term in 07. And I love the think I love the thought process so much. I needed to prove to my parents that I was not some kind of pervert. <laughs> so I did what any logical 10-year-old would do and wrote a strongly worded review to the author. Oh, no. I went on and on about how they misrated their story and how they should be ashamed of themselves. Oh, no. I think the logic was that if my parents saw that I was writing the letter, they would know that I was truly that I was truly on board with them when it came to the appropriate story thing. Oh, God. I just feel like I completely understand this guilt-ridden 10-year-old yes. brain. I've just been there, have, and I, I get knew, it. This is like, I knew you would relate oh, to this. Oh, God. It's just like so many where you're like, and then because when I say this, I'll cover my base uh-huh. about this and they can't get mad at me because of this. In the years that have passed since then, I got my own laptop <laughs> and I was able to read whatever kind of fan fiction I wanted. Finally. Yet, whenever I see someone talk about the Jericho Stephanie promos and feud back in the day, I can't help but blush and think of my irate letter to the author of a steamy story. God, I it, here would be the best thing is if that author was like, Oh, that's why I got that message. And probably, like, when you're 10, your writing style is different than an adult. And so I feel like that ugh, that's probably a really funny post. Well, this is fun, the last paragraph. Sorry for the super long email. But nope, maybe, keep going. But maybe somewhere that fanfic writer is out there finding out <laughs> who wrote that super long and probably poorly worded review. God, we are the same. I just have the same brain. Did I write this? Thanks. Wrestling confession? Thanks for the laughs every week. It's the most enjoyable thing ever. Your buddy, Rachel. Oh, Rachel. Rachel, Rachel hey. You just spoke to Sarah's heart. This drives Marty crazy when I do this, but Rachel, you got to come over and hang out. <laughs> Marty says I invite everybody over all the time, and I'm always uh, offering up the pool. Yes, you you loan out that pool like it's We never just, go swimming. Well, every time we go out, Sarah will meet a new person, and then I'll just hear her go, you got to come swimming sometime. <laughs> I'm like, Sarah, we're just ordering food at this restaurant. I just want to be friends with the world. Do you like swimming they're like i guess you gotta come you over. gotta come over to the pool sarah next week is gonna be the holidays it's christmas christmas eve is on wednesday thursday is christmas uh something like that all right so let's get a little creative we put our brains together what did you come up with for next week's show for next week's show i would like to hear uh cherished wrestling memories yes so that's one subject line Cherished cherished wrestling memories, like when I would get my new figures for Christmas and I would have the card planned out and wrestle mm-hmm. under the tree. Or or like how you would wait till a wrestler's entrance music was playing and then oh, you'd walk into yeah. the arena as though it was your entrance music. Yeah. Cherished wrestling memories and or questions for the buddies yes and and you know it doesn't have to be themed towards any holiday things we just want to open it up to have a very fun episode that we'll probably record much like the wwe in advance of christmas and then that way we'll schedule it to be published you'll get it in your feeds yes over christmas break just Marty when you and need Sarah, it love wrestling at gmail.com yeah, send us uh, subject line either cherished Christmas yes, memories. I'll find it just or it. ask buddies anything. Just send. And it. you know what? If if email's not your thing, if that seems like a big deal to pull up an email, 
DM me on Twitter or message me on the Facebook page because then... At Marty Sarah Pod. Then you and I can sort of trade sure. the collections oh, that yeah. we've gotten. Um, there and you go. we're just really excited to record something fun for the holidays and very much appreciate that you're here listening to this right now. There you go. So uh, until next week, I guess we're going to uh, say some goodbyes. And before we go, Sarah doesn't like when I do this, but I have to just say this. Uh, it was our uh, three-year anniversary <laughs> this past week. And we're not big uh, social media posters about our relationship, but uh, on the podcast, it's a whole other story. It's a whole, so. You get our special side of the podcast. So, uh, Here's what I'll say to you. Yeah. I still can't really believe that this all worked out and yeah. that we get to live together and yeah. that we hang out so much. And I'm just like the luckiest person on the oh, planet. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. Punky's getting all sappy here. On Punky old, on old <laughs> Yeah, no, you're the best. It's been the best three years, and uh, it's fun that everybody—not everybody—but if if people have been listening, they've been along for the for the journey. Listen, people tell me that all the time. Uh, the other day, <laughs> our buddy Nate Speckman said, "God, I was listening to it, and I was like, these two are in love with each other, and I have no idea." Oh, early, oh, early one. on. Yeah. Hey, you can say this about the podcast. You can say this about our lives. Rated T for teen, but really M for mature. There you go. All right. Good night, everybody.